ادب نمبر سترہ اگر سالک اپنے کسی پیر بائی سے ناراض ہو اگر سالک اپنے کسی پیر بائی سے ناراض ہو جائے تو تین دن سے زیادہ ناراض نہ رہے پھر اگر سالک نے گفتگو کرنے کی غرض سے سلام میں پہل کر لی تو بہت اچھا اب اگر وہ جواب دے تو ٹھیک ورنہ سالک پر الزام نہیں ناراضگی اور نہ بولنے کا گناہ دوسرے پر ہوگا ادب نمبر سیونٹین اف دا سیکر So they should not remain angry with them for more than three days. Then, if even with the niya of speaking to them, they greet them with salam, and they are the first to greet their fellow, then this is wonderful and good on their behalf. And if their fellow replies, then well and good. Otherwise, there will be no reprimand, no blame, no censure on the salik. And remaining angry and not responding and not talking, all of those sins will fall on their fellow and not them. What does this mean? That means that notwithstanding other numbers 1 to 16, sometimes you may still get angry with one another, <laughs> even after all of this. And so if a person gets angry, so this is actually two hadith. One hadith Sayyidina Rasulullah said that no mu'min should stop speaking to their fellow mu'min for more than three days. So the maximum amount of time that one could not speak to one another. But this is not justified. Don't think that this means that what, number one, you can get angry. And this doesn't mean number two, when you get angry, you can also not talk for three days. This is not some permission being given. This is an extreme situation. So first of all, a person should never get angry in the first place. A lot has already been said on that in previous nights. But if it happens that a person feels anger, upset, frustration, vexation, right? And they don't feel like talking to the person, then they have three days within which to cure themselves of this illness. Otherwise, if they let that illness last for more than three days, then there will be grave sinners in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a hadith of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu Now this is for fellow mu'mineen, this is for fellow salakeen, this is for family members. And of course today you have people who may not even talk to their own family for months or for years. You may see this in some of your own uncles or father's friends or mother's friends or aunties, right? So that's against the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa against the teaching. Then, how to resume that conversation, how to break that silence. So even if a person goes up to that person and says, As-salamu alaykum. And their niyyah is of salam, but their niyyah is also of conversation, of talking, so that they break this three-day silence, then that is sufficient. Now they have broken the silence and they have resumed conversation. Like you say in Urdu, Kam as kam salam duat rakkum. Right? means at least you should say salam and you should at least make dua for that person. If the other person doesn't reply, means obviously most times anger is mutual. You should also know that about life. It's very rare, very rare that you can have one-way anger. Yet tarafain kamam not that. 
This anger is a two-way street. Most of the negative emotions are a two-way street. Whether it's lust, whether it's anger, whether it's envy, most of the time it's a two-way street. But anger in particular is something that is mutual. Because the other person feels it, right? The other person feels it. So if the other person, the other party, doesn't respond to the salam, well now you are no longer to blame, and then all blame and sin will fall on them for them trying to maintain the silence past three days, number one. Second sin, that they remain angry with you. Third sin, that they don't respond to your salam, that itself is a sin, right? That will be on the person, you have done your job. Interestingly, what this other does not say is that you have to do salah. It just says, just do salam. Now, the reason for that is that if both parties say salam, then that will lead to what we call a thaw. A thaw in the ice means the breaking of the anger. The anger will at least be broken. And then gradually, inshallah, the anger will dissipate. But obviously a person should not harbor anger for someone in their heart as well. How to get this anger out for that person is to make dua for them. The more and more dua you make for that person, then the less anger you feel for that person. And yes, it sometimes happens that you make dua for someone and you're, you're angry with someone. And you make dua for someone and they still don't change. They still don't fix themselves. They stay who they are. They still cause whatever problems they were causing. So when it doesn't work, then you're allowed to do something called i'raz. You can pull away from that person, but you cannot pull away from that person such that you boycott them or you don't talk to them or you give them the silent treatment. It just means you pull away from the deep, friend, friend, deep friendship or friendship and then you maintain what we call cordial relations with that person. But you can stay muhtat, right? But this again is an extreme case. Even being muhtat is the last resort. Ideally, you should be able to overcome whatever interpersonal problems you have and they should be able to overcome it and you should go back to being the camaraderie and that friendship and compassion that is supposed to characterize this relationship of Iman and also the relationship of Suluk. And this is also a very big check for what feeling you have in your heart if you can't stand talking to the person. If you don't want to be in that place where they are, you don't want to put yourself in that position where you may have to talk to them. This can be so much this is taken up that one woman will not want to go on Hajj because maybe the other woman might be there. Yes? Isal votani jari hazaji ke group mein. Yes? Or they're not in the same hotel, or they don't want to be in the same flight, or they don't want to be in the same bus. Hmm? That's obviously gone way more than three days, right? Hajj itself suffer is more than three days. Some of you boys may feel the same way, right? That, oh, I don't want to be with that person... I hope he's not coming. Hmm? What am I going to do if he shows up? All of that, all of that means that you don't want to talk to them. Right? Not talking to them and not wanting to talk to them is not a sifat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to have.
And again, like I said, it's not just Salakin, it's also for your fellow believers, even for non-practicing believers, even for your colleagues at work, if they have a drop of Iman in their heart, if they have nafsi Iman, they have one Qatra of Iman in their heart, that should be enough at least that you can maintain cordial relations with them. Yes, if they don't have more than a drop, you might find you may find it difficult to be very warm and friendly with them, but maintaining cordial relations is the bare minimum that we should have for those who have bare minimum iman. And as and much their iman grows, that should be how much warmer our relationship should be with them. So that's why it viewed for your fellow Salakin, because they're obviously people who are building their iman, strengthening their iman, working on their iman, doing amal salih right? So when they're doing amal salih that means that you should have had much more warm feelings towards them. So if you were to look at it that way, that the more iman and amal a person has, the better relations I should have with him, right? Even here, the atheist, even that Nabiya Karim Sallallahu Sunnah is to have good adab and akhlaq and at least talk with them. So cordial relations with zero iman. One level above for that person who has one drop of iman. So if you keep going, then the person who is fellow salakin, normally there are people at least are doing fraiz, wajibat, they have iman, they're doing mostly sunnah. So imagine how warm your relationship should be with them. So that means it's a grave departure if with one fellow salakin, a person feels such anger and doesn't want to talk to them for three days. It doesn't want to talk to them for even more than three days. So here, like we mentioned, this is basically two hadith of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu In fact, sometimes it becomes so much that not only do they themselves not want to talk to the person, they don't want anyone else to talk to the person. And then they remember this English proverb, the enemy of your enemy is your friend and the friend of your enemy is your enemy yes the enemy of your enemy is your friend is your friend and the friend of your enemy is your enemy so to me it's friend of your enemy so let's say there's somebody you have enmity for right so one mullama she has enmity mullama A has enmity from mullama B and there's some poor unfortunate girls who were so silly to even realize that they're too sweet to even see what's going on. So right in front of Mullama A, they actually talk to Mullama B. Oh, Allah. So when Mullama C, when Mullama A sees those Talibah talking to Mullama B, so friend of your enemy is your enemy. So now Mullama A starts having bad feelings for those poor sweet Talibah. They have no even idea. That they have committed any crime and done anything wrong, and now they're receiving some bad feelings from there. This is what happens when a person allows the hostilities to continue for more than three days. They allow the enemy to continue for more than three days. And the other thing is what? The enemy of your enemy is your friend. So, what does that mean? So, Mullama A and B, once again, right? And so Mullama A and B happen to be somewhere together. And Mullama B notices that such and such Taliba seems to be slightly estranged from Mullama A. Slightly holding back. Oh, Mullama B is falling in love with her. She's going to make a note of it. Later she's going to bring her clothes. Call her clothes, befriend her, talk to her, 
maybe even try to get the secret out ke aap zara unse thoda sa alag reh rahe the aaj koi baat nahi hai ha yes kuch baat nahi ha you seem to be a little bit distant from her um, there's nothing is there anything did anything happen is anything happened between the two of you so sweetly ha huh? so innocently hmm because the enemy of your enemy is your friend so these were english adages and proverbs used for warfare yes these english sentences were sentences that were used in warfare and military strategy and these people are using it in their relationship with their fellow mu'minin salikin what has that become warfare you could jung to nahi right it's not war so what it means is if you if you are silent for more than 3 days it means your heart is at war with the other person that's what it means and you shouldn't be like that how can you be at war with someone else you're actually on the same team fighting a war against shaitan you are on the same team fighting a war against your nafs and if you're mulamat you're on the same team fighting a war against bedini fighting a war against behayai fighting a war against false ideology you're actually on the same team you don't realize that right they don't realize that no hikmat can you imagine just imagine if in the time of sayyidna in the time of sayyidna rasulullah sallam when the prophet was alive on earth imagine if sahaba ikram when they go and get some new converts so sayyidna muaz ibn jabal and goes to yemen some other sahaba goes somewhere else and then they start party bazi and they try to get that okay the people i got they should only stay with me and they should never talk to any of the sahaba and so they bring their two three new recruits into masjid nabawi and they tell them they don't talk to any other sahaba right and if they see one of their people who they brought talking to some other sahaba they get upset they get angry right no because why because at that point in terms of our model the sheikh was sayyidna rasulullah he says on the sheikh was in the catcher but the alag baat hai that will come elsewhere that we did for you last year in adab tariqat tawhid matlab that one has one sheikh and one doesn't look and go to other mashayikh right but if you mun is murid one cannot expect that new murids will only stick with me and not ever talk to any other fellow murid it's not going to be like that and they're making camps of your own submarines huh and then they will make sub submarines huh and then there will be a whole network and nexus that's not supposed to be like that that's supposed to be like that so the relationship that we have with one another is supposed to be one of love and just like i said anger and hatred is mutual love is also mutual ye bhi ek ajeeb cheez hai this is also something that is two ways That's one thing I will tell you that every single sahib in nisbat and every single khalifa of hazrati can tell who loves them and who doesn't love them. Doesn't matter what your expression is on your face. Doesn't matter if you're wearing five niqabs and you're behind five curtains and behind five walls, we can see that in your heart. Bilkul within few minutes pata chal jata hai ke batin बातनी मोहब्बत और बातनी ताल्लुक और बातनी रबत किसका है और किसका नहीं एंड व्हेन यू डोंट हैव दैट 
Remember what I said. It's two way. And what is one way never stays one way. It always becomes two way. If the connection from the other side isn't there, then no matter how much the attempt is to put the connection from here, eventually this one will shut off. Eventually this one will shut off. It's just a matter of time until a person can fix those connections. So just like here, Nabi Akrimzam in this particular hadith gave three days time. Right? Of course, many times in fixing relations there's more than three days. Time is given. But there does come a point when a person crosses that point. When they cross that point, I've never seen in 20 years in this field, I've never seen anyone come back. Illa mashallah. Very few, very few have been able to come back once they cross that point. And similarly, if you cross that point of anger and enmity and hatred with someone, it's very difficult to come back when you let things go too far. This is generally in life. This is why Sayyidina Rasulullah was teaching, don't be silent for more than three days. If you let it go on and on, then you will cross a point after which it will be very difficult to come back. It will become so broken that it will become difficult to mend. So you have to mend it quickly. That is ikhlas. The person who has sincerity tries to repair things and mend things quickly. And the person who is insincere will let things fester and build up over time more and more and more. And finally when they sit down to mend it, if there's an attempt, they'll even let themselves off the hook. It means that if you are feeling it for one or two years, you should have said something. Right? How did you even let yourself feel that feeling for one or two years? Whether it's a feeling of distance, feeling of estrangement, feeling of victimization, whatever that feeling is that has made you upset with the other person. So if you let it fester, so I would take this even further, don't even in your heart. One is naraz externally. It's also internally. Don't let yourself in your heart be upset with someone for more than three days. If you let yourself be upset for more than three days, then you are very quickly going to reach that point from which there is no return. Other number, Atana. And this last part, okay, that if you, if you, after three days you say salam and the person doesn't respond, it doesn't mean, you should not be gloating and happy. So you should not be happy like that. That means you're not fine yet, right? So you should never ever be happy that way, right? Yes, if somebody makes a mistake, they're your fellow salak, you should be sad about that. This is another mistake people have. When the person makes a mistake, they feel they get confirmation of their anger. No. What do I mean? So they say, they, they, they catch somebody doing ghibat. They know for a fact somebody did ghibat. Or they know for a fact somebody lied about them or exaggerated about them or misrepresented them. So you should be sad over that. That how, why did things come to such a point that now we're lying about one another, exaggerating about one another, misrepresenting one another. Instead of being, aha, look, yes, I've got them. And now all my anger and hate for them is justified. Right? 
Whereas no, it was completely unjustified. This is a yet to ittifaq, say you caught them on something. You had no basis for originally feeling that feeling of hostility. Right? So they say, no, just keep near buriyoti hai. To wo koi na koi apna tarika ka koi na koi saboot, dalil, koi bahana nakal lenga. Allah ta'ala unko de bhi denge. Yes, sometimes that would have said, if your niyat with somebody is bad, then Allah Ta'ala may actually make you discover something which maybe even warrants having bad feelings, but you had the bad feelings before, it's not the cause and effect. That thing you discovered is not why you have bad feelings for that person. You had bad feelings way before you discovered this. Now, after discovering, you're trying to, what we say, retroactively justify your bad feelings as any of them. Right? So if it happens that somebody doesn't respond, then yes, at least technically you have an amal on that hadith, so you've saved yourself from that sin, but you should be worried about it. That why weren't they able to respond? I was able to soften my heart towards them, such that okay, after three days I did talk to them. Why am I not able to soften their heart vis-a-vis me, that they're also willing to talk to me? Right? You should, that should worry you, that should concern you, you should try to fix that also if possible, to whatever extent possible, right? And that sometimes people, again, give up too easily. Reason is because they allow themselves to pass that point of no return. So this should be something that should be resolved within days. If you resolve it within days, and you can resolve it within minutes between yourself, and if you let it linger and fester for months and years, then you have to have hours and hours of conversations trying to resolve these issues. So this is another famous English proverb, and this is one of Hazrati's favorites, so much that he made me put it on the monthly Dharlasan newsletter in 1996. A stitch in time saves nine. A stitch in time saves nine. What does it mean that sometimes a person has the kullaf, they're scared. That okay, look, I'm going to have to talk to that person, there'll be a little bit of a scene, there'll be a conversation. Forget it, I won't do it. Right? That was the stitch, that you had to do it. Yes, it's a stitch. But if you don't do that, that things will fester, 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 grow, multiply, 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 then you will come at such a point when you have to fix it, now you have to put nine stitches. Now you have to have nine conversations with that person. <laughs> nine long conversations. Now nine brutal conversations. Whereas if you had just been proactive and caught, nipped it in the bud, you could have had one quick conversation and got it over with. So stitch in time saves nine. Right? And sometimes people do this in Desi culture out of the Kalluf. And yes, there are some people that it doesn't work. That's also our experience. Right? The mizaj especially the Desi mizaj. Desi mizaj doesn't want the stitch. So when you sit them down and try to apply the stitch, they really rebel. They really rebel. They then try to act and pretend as if everything is fine. Because things have, for them, in their mentality, problem solving, troubleshooting should only take place when things have become this big. And so when you try to fix it when it's this big, they don't even accept. They just say, No, 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 Right? And then that's it. <laughs> so you not, they don't let you apply the stitch. Right? But you can see the nine coming from a mile away. But what can you do? That's the, their dizziness. This is a problem in some people who have dizzy culture. They don't acknowledge uh, that there's a problem. They're in denial. Right? And they deny it so much, they deny it, but it keeps growing, 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 until they can no longer deny it, but then by that point it is too large. It is now 
reach that level where you have to apply nine stitches, right? And as far as our, us, we go, we say openly, we don't have, we don't have so much time always to be applying so many stitches. So sometimes we see a person, we try to apply one stitch. Maybe we try another time. But if they don't and they just are in denial and they insist, they don't understand that we can see it. <laughs> they cannot tell us that. We can see koi aasi baat hai. And upar se vokya ne koi aasi baat nahi hai. Meine kabhi kuch aasi jiz nahi socha tha. Then we say, okay, fine. We give up. And then when it comes nine, we don't bother. We don't look after them. Kya kar sakte? Right? Adam number? Eighteen. Adam number Tana. Sala ko chahiye ki uski peer bayon mein se jo bhi us per ehsan kare jo bhi us per ehsan kare to ye us ehsan ka badla chukane ki koshish na kare. Must be na kare. Right? Ya kare. Lekha to ya kare. Kare. She tried to return the favor but not ehsan jidlana. Right? Okay, other number 18 is that for the traveler on the path and the seeker of the pleasure of Allah, if any one of their fellow seekers does some favor to them or shows some kindness to them, so they should try to return that kindness and return that favor. So what does it mean? This is another thing of mutual, that if somebody is kind to you, you should, be, you should try to make that two-way. When somebody opens up a one-way signal to you, you should try to return that. You should return the kindness. What happens? Because if you just receive the kindness and never return it, then sooner or later that other person may, may, may be so sincere and genuine that they're happy just continuing to be kind, but there may be at some point a feeling in their heart that, you know, you don't reciprocate, you don't respond. And this is also sometimes in these adab you have to step on your nafs, means you have to step on your tabiyat and mizaj. This is a lot, another thing a lot of people present too often as their excuse. Right? This is the way I am. Right? So they say that that's just my mizaj. And this is a lot of problems in families also. Right? So the daughter-in-law doesn't talk to the mother-in-law. Reason? You have to change. You have to change. Your mizaj is not your justification. Who you are and the way you are, that's not some golden, this like Quran, Sunnah, my mizaj. You know? That's how they feel. That those, but this is my mizaj. They keep saying, but that's just not, that's not the way I am. Or that's the way you have to become. But that's not who I am. Well, that's who you will have to be. But I'm not used to that. You have to get used to it. This is called mujahida. Yeto mujahida. If everything was going to be according to who you already are, there's no mujahida in that. There's no effort. There's no striving. There's no struggle. There's no sacrifice. Right? So you have to sometimes sacrifice your own mizaj for the sake of the other person. Right? Whether even that means smiling. Now there was one marid. Praise the Khalifa now, it was it generally he's a wonderful person, but he could just not smile. He just couldn't do it. He cannot smile, he cannot laugh. And 
ordinary people when they would come, they would think that he was being rude or he was in that, but he actually wasn't. He wasn't being rude at all. He wasn't in a bad mood at all. But this is just the way he was, right? So then, we used to see after the tribiyat, he started forcing himself to smile. Until the forced smile for people like us who knew him and were friends with him, that it was so fake, he, somebody would come and be like, Takallafan, <laughs> 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 smiling. Right? And we would also feel bad. Because we knew what was going on, that he's been given a mission, and he's trying his best to fulfill that mission. Right? But that was his barakah, you know. And now sometimes he even laughs, and even laughingly says this about himself, that before I was never able to smile, or I was never able to laugh. So he did some mujahidah on himself. And this is actually what our mashayikh say, ke apna mizaj ko muhammadi mizaj this is why Muhaddisin, even just that example I gave you, how the Prophet smiled, how the Prophet laughed, how many teeth were shown, the gap between the teeth were shown, when did that happen? If ever it happened, it becomes part of the Hadith. It's part of the Hadith. That the Sahaba will add, and when Nabi Akrimsam told us this, he smiled. Or, and when Nabi Akrimsam told us, he laughed. Or when Nabi Akrimsam, we saw two teeth when he laughed. Or when he said this, he showed all of his teeth. He smiled so wide you could see all of his teeth. So his mizaj has been preserved for us. So that's part of mujahidah in suluk. Apna mizaj ko Nabi Akrimsam ke mizaj parlana. This is what Imam al-Rabbani Majal Fisayatak says, Muhammadi Mashraq. And really, if any person wants to do khidmat of deen, Imam Rabbanat has written in Maktubat, ke deen ki khidmat, deen ki tajdeed, ya Musavi al-Mashrab, ya Muhammad al-Mashrab What does that mean? The Mashrab of Sayyidina Musa salam, that has a certain jalal in it. And that sometimes is required because in order to revive the deen, you need to do radd batal You need to refute the falsehood. Need to put down the false ideologies. So sometimes that is required for the work of Deen, right? And the Biyakrim Sasam's Mizaj, that is a lot of zarf. It's a lot of zarf. Person amazed. Like our Hazaji, he's on Muhammadiyah Mashrab. So it means, Allah means that, Sabku Lekar Chalna. Ye Bahad Mushkil Kame. Oh. Islam Anbiyasi River Chalai Jata Tha. سب کو لے کر چلنا بہت مشکل کام قسم قسم کی مزاج ہوتے ہیں قسم قسم کی طرز ہوتے ہیں and sometimes I'm amazed even when I look at fair but let's just say it's Hazrati's karamat certain people that Hazrati has been able to even take the best of them and that's really the test for everyone that can you bring out the best in the other person or do you end up even unwittingly bringing out the worst in people even we once or twice have felt that I don't know why I bring out the worst in this person, right? And so it means that, you know, we're still not like Nabi Karim Sassam unless until we can take everyone along and we can bring out the best in everyone. This is a great sunnah of the Prophet So you have to make your mizaj like that. Especially any man or woman, mullama, who wants to do khidmat of deen, you cannot do khidmat of deen in the best way 
you won't be able to do Ahsan Khidmat of Deen until you become Muhammad Mashrib, until you have that zarf, until you have that tahammul, until you're able to bear and absorb multiple people, multiple personalities, multiple problems, multiple difficulties. And if you have a reactive personality, and in everything you react, and everything you're angry, and everything you get upset, on everything you're critical, then you won't be able to take people along with you. You won't be able to do it. You will outwardly still get students and everything. Will, all of that will happen. You may teach them brilliantly ilm and they may get wonderful marks, but you won't be able to uprung nature asking it. Seriously about that. Rung up your heart to nature again. Sarf charjaga up your heart to Nahu charjaga up your heart to Rung nature. Rung ek mizaz se chutta. Alright? So this is also one of the training of the Mashaikh. They used to produce people who could produce people onwards. That's why it's called silsila. They used to work on people such that they could work on people onwards. And sometimes in that process like that fellow Khalifa Bai mentioned to you, they had to change themselves. Sometimes they had to deliberately change themselves. Sometimes the barakah of Zikr Saluk ended up changing them. That's also happened. We've also seen that. That it wasn't any conscious, deliberate mujahida to change themselves. But just the barakah of their ikhlas and their zikr and their istiqamat and their kubulit and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed their personality. So khulasa of these adab and especially khulasa today is personality matters. Your personality, your temperament, your demeanor, your manner, all of that is also dakhil fi suluk. All of that is part and parcel of suluk. Right? And again we should have be lenient with one another, forgiving one another, because we're all works in progress. Everybody is still working. Like I said to you yesterday, we're all rough diamonds, all maybe rough coal, anywhere from blackened, rough granite coal to some level of coal and diamond, or the best of us could just be a rough diamond, right? So yes, every now and then there'll be some friction, some abrasion, right? So to be forgiving of one another, to be caretaking one another. This is the khulasa of these adab generally and especially the two adab we did today. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Subhana rabbil alameen. Muhammadan. Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive us for all of our lack of adab, Ya Allah, for all the hearts that we've heard, the words that we've misspoke. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you remove the anger in our heart, the hostility in our heart, the hasad in our heart, the ill will in our heart, the suizan, the bangumani in our heart. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, humara dinoko saaf farma, dinoko paak farma, ek dusro ko muhammad karna asan bana, Ya Rabbi Kareem, zarf wala din ata farma, Hilm tahammal wala din ata farma Ya Rabbi Kareem Hamin Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ki sundat azima Per channa asan bana Hamar dil ko unke dil ko Mutamik bana Hamar tarz ko unke tarz ke mutamik bana Hamar andaz ko unke andaz ke mutamik bana Hamar na milna Julna rehna sehna Unke naqsh kadam per bana Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem Hamar gunao ko maaf farma Hamar ruza ko قبول فرما نماز کو قبول فرما تراوی کو قبول
فرما قرآن کو قبول فرما ان سب کے انوارات ہمارے سینے میں رمضان کے بعد محفوظ فرما رب کریم اپنا کرم اور شفقت کا معاملہ فرما رحمت کا معاملہ فرما رب کریم ہماری اپنے کرم سے ان دعاؤں کو قبول فرما ربنا تکبمنا انک انت السمیع العلیم وتوب علینا انک انت التواب الرحیم وصلى الله تعالى على نبيه سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين